asking people how they're doing and start asking people how they're feeling. So I gotta make sure I'm watching the news. I will never waste pain that's offered to me. Nothing is ever wasted. This is a place of development and I'm not gonna die here. Yo, welcome to the Young Vagabond Podcast, man. This is where we navigate the journey of life together. I'm your co-host, Bryson. And I'm your co-host, DJ. Yes, sir. Episode 7, we back at it like 7-11, you feel me? 11 You're That's, <laughs> Kills it as always, bro. Got to, got to. Man, how are y'all feeling, bro? How are you feeling, Bryson? Ovi dropped today. I'm feeling Ovi good. dropped today. <laughs> Did a single drop today? No, nah, EP. The EP. EP. Four song. Perry Lane EP, yeah. man. Yeah, then took my financial accounting exam. Bro, I'm so over that class. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking that financial accounting pack. We don't we don't rock with it here, bro. Shout out Dr. Milbox. She, Shout she out. cool, though. She Shout cool. out her, bro. Shout out Professor Milbox. Come on. You know. Hey, man. Well, we're here. I'm excited. Ready. Another podcast episode. Different day. Normally record on Tuesdays. This time on Fridays. So coming at you on Fridays. Uh, y'all get it on Thursday as normal. But hey. Hope you're having a good Thursday. So mm-hmm. shout out y'all. Shout out everyone. Well, before we get started, of course, like always, I want to remind everyone, if you haven't already, follow if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Hit that subscribe button if you're listening on YouTube or watching sure. on YouTube. Had somebody text me a couple days ago say, it ain't even been five minutes He's already telling me to subscribe. And it's like, heck yeah, that's right. Because y'all don't be doing it. I'll be looking at the reminder, metrics. Just a reminder. Just a reminder. Just look, I look at the metrics. It's like 98% aren't subscribed. For so real? like, what are y'all doing? Jeez. You know, well, it's because we get shorts views. Oh, you know, yeah, they don't be, yeah, yeah. Nobody be subscribing from shorts. But shout <laughs> yeah, out shorts because we get bro. a bunch of, hey, shout out you, Bryson. Thank you. I bet those creators really appreciate a little <laughs> sh- YouTube shorts memes and you subscribe into them. You know, I... <laughs> You keep going, man. Thank <laughs> you. Know, you're killing it, bro. You're killing it, man. No, but for real, please subscribe or follow. Uh, we really appreciate it. We want y'all to be a part of everything. Also, go to those links in the description, man. Follow the Instagram. Follow the TikTok. Follow it all. You know? Like, we do all these cool things, and you want to be the first person to hear about it. Mm-hmm. And the, first, the way that you're the first person to hear about it is if you're following us, man. Indeed. So it helps you, it helps us, everybody wins at the end, man. So we appreciate so, DJ's that. DJ's going for that hard sell. You I'm know, I had you. to. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he high key could have been a marketing major. He, he could have. <laughs> could have you man. sure you're not a marketing I know, major? I know, I know. Maybe I should switch. Okay. Maybe this is my calling. No. <laughs> but no, please, uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate all of y'all. We also want to plug again the merch, Uh-oh. you know. Mm. I don't got it modeled today, but like, man, y'all saw the merch. The merch is dope. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. Uh, if you want to be a way to financially support Young Vagabond while also getting something out of it, that's a way to do that. We also have a cash app. Shout out to all our people who donate on cash app yeah, and PayPal. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate all y'all. The donator bonds. I'm <laughs> donator still working bond. on the name. Still worth shopping it. Still working shopping the name, but <laughs> the give a bonds, you know, something Yo, like that. That's fine. Give a bonds. Shout out our give a bonds. Might have to use that one. Because <laughs> bonds is actually a financial term. Yeah, for, I mean, it, it could be right, something different. Exactly. Is they're giving you their bonds. <laughs> I didn't know those still existed. That's. That's old money. Right That's old there. money. That's old money. Yeah. Hey. They're, they're doing bonds. Hey. We, no, we appreciate that. <laughs> but no, debits and credits. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate everyone who uh, supports us, whether it be financially or through sharing. And so we we'll also want to remind y'all to share if y'all haven't already. 
if you want to share this whole video, if you see a clip that you like on Instagram, share that with somebody because we believe that um, God is using us to spread wisdom and we yeah. want to be able to provide that wisdom to other people and help somebody else out. Yeah. And so we appreciate y'all. Also want to give a shout out real quickly to our man behind the screen, man, the living legend, legend <laughs> himself, man. Travel. Travis, bro. Hey. The GOAT, bro. We appreciate you as always. Always got to give you a shout out every single time. And shout out you guys, our supporters, our listeners, the yes, people sir. who are part of this Vagabond family with us. We appreciate everything that you do. We would not be here if it wasn't for you. Um, for y'all just supporting and, and believing in that mission of navigating the journey of life, the truth, and love. And so, Thanks. man, we here. We ready. Mm. Also, shout out Cole, bro. Shout out. I'm wearing the Sanctified t-shirt, pink t-shirt, man. I don't know if he's got a store up. But if he does have a store up, that link will also be in the description. Yes, Send me sir. a free t-shirt. <laughs> so I guess this is technically paid promo. So uh -oh. shout out him, Pretty bro. good. That's right. Young Vagabond got, mm -mm. got you know, sponsors now. This you but no, we appreciate uh, you, Cole. And this this is a pretty tough shirt. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, yeah. a, I'm gonna be wearing it around. So, <laughs> hey man, we got we got a lot. We got a we got a special guest, man. Yes, sir. Can Bryson, I do the honors, please? Please, man. Please introduce this guy is near and dear to my heart, y'all. One of my mentors, love this man. He's in the Bible. You know mm. what I'm saying? Man of God for real, Pastor Josiah from Vibrant Church. Oh, and happy to be here with you guys. This is awesome. Oh. <laughs> it's you know I I always look forward to having these discussions and you know you guys you guys are doing something right. You know I know college is tough, mm, yeah. the world you, we live in is tough, but but you guys are honestly spreading hope mm. and life to people around you. Like that's a huge thing. So I want to commend you guys. You guys are doing a great job. Appreciate. I'm that. proud of you and just just thankful to be here. Appreciate it. Awesome. For real. <laughs> Mom, thank well, you for thank pulling you. up. This man got That's a it. wife and kids, yeah, bro. Man. Yeah, I hope they're watching. I hope they watch. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out, Pastor Josiah's family. Man. Yeah, yes, but man. hey, y'all know how I like to do it, so I'm gonna ask y'all this question. So I hope y'all ready. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna start off. Who wants to go first? Raise your hand. I think we can just go across the table. Okay, we'll go. Well, Pastor Josiah, I'll ask you this question: <laughs> What has been your favorite conversation that you've had this week? Oh goodness, my favorite conversation. I had a conversation. It's actually kind of funny how I how I got there, but I had a had a leak in my tire, front mm. left tire. Dang. I went to uh, yeah, went to the tire <laughs> shop and uh, instantly recognized a guy. Actually, he recognized me first. Like, hey, Pastor Josiah, hey, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm like, oh, I think it's, I think I know his name. Mm -hmm. Find out his name's Eddie, and um, Eddie and I just started talking. Him and his wife, they they both go to. To our church and um unbelievable couple just a lot of really good things but yeah. anyways he just had something really cool to say about um just even this past week uh, our lead pastor pastor ethan spoke about the importance of that we are a kingdom church mm. and we are a diverse church mm. and we make no apologies for it mm -hmm. and we celebrate it and it was just so heartwarming. And um, so Eddie and his wife, they're African-American. Mm -hmm. And he was so touched by that. Mm -hmm. And just to hear him say, hey, listen, that was just like, I, he's like, if I could have like done a cartwheel, he's like, I would have <laughs> done a cartwheel. But like it just, because, you know, as pastors, you're always trying to, you want people to know your heart. Mm -hmm. And sometimes 
sometimes people don't always know your heart, but when they truly get it, um, that's a huge thing. Yeah. So, and then he just went on to, it's this cool thing. So he was in there for a flat tire mm. and uh, ended up, they fixed it and they didn't even charge him. Really? Hey. And he went up to me and he said, hey, listen, and he didn't have to, but it was, just, it was, it was super kind of him. He's like, hey. I was going to pay for this tire, but I know you got a tire. He's like, so I'm here for a reason. Hey. And he just whoop, slapped Let's some go. money at me. I'm Dang. like, what? And, you know, I, sometimes like that makes me feel really weird. Yeah. You know, But it was such a blessing just yeah. to talk to him and um, just all those things. So God just has a way of those divine appointments. So that was my favorite conversation I had this year. That's dope. Talking no. to Eddie Hargy. That's- Whoa. <laughs> my dad's name's Edgar Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually crazy. I'm telling you, and maybe they're related. I don't know. <laughs> He's from Mississippi. Hey, you so. ask, you ask your dad. Oh, we'll we're gonna, we're gonna find wild. out real quick. That is wild. That is actually insane. Like, wouldn't that, that be insane if you were actually related? Yeah, that would. Because I mean, like, it's possible. Like, yeah, so my dad's you, from Mississippi. I'll I'll text, that, I will text Eddie right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll text him right now. And we went to that church that one time in Columbus, and his mm. what was your auntie was there? Yeah, my auntie was there. Hey. Yeah, mm-hmm. no so, we got family in Goodness. the Columbus area, so it, it really is possible. I I ain't gonna lie, man. <laughs> no, but I, I love that. Uh, awesome. That that concept. We the college ministry I'm a part of. We talked about. Um, the kingdom and mm. the fact that the kingdom is actually an overarching concept within mm-hmm. the New Testament. It's talked about way more than what we talk about That's right. in the church. That's yeah. right. But, you know, we we make a real big to do as we should because there is that personal aspect of relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. But there's also a overarching on uh, concept or aspect. There we mm. go. Aspect of the kingdom of God. That's right. And that we're all kingdom citizens, and so we've been adopted into this family and Mm -hmm. so walking that out and so there is no place in the heart of a christian for prejudice or or hatred because we don't see of course we like i'm a a black man Mm -hmm. right and that's a part of who i am but it is not Mm -hmm. the whole arcing of who i am and so while we celebrate the difference aspects of who we are we do not let that divide us right that's right so we are kingdom people first right so i see you as a kingdom person first a white person second right Mm -hmm. you see me as a kingdom person first a black person second that doesn't mean that the differences like that there is no difference and that we shouldn't celebrate our differences right Mm -hmm. and that we shouldn't also talk about things that happened in the past that led to discrepancies of of why certain things are harder for me as a black male, right? Mm. We should still have those conversations, but we recognize that we're still kingdom people. First. That's it. That's yeah. it. And the kingdom, yeah. the way the kingdom works is the kingdom puts everyone on a level playing field. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in the eyes of God, and should be in the eyes of every one of us, mm-hmm. we are all equal. Right. And that is, that is you know, when, when in Scripture there's neither Jew nor Gentile. Right. It's, there's no, there's yeah. no elevation. There's no de-escalate. It is, we are kingdom. Right. Mm-hmm. We are together. That's good. We're family. So, mm. I like that, Bryson. Man, so last night I was just calling Verge so, so I can get a ride to nine two nine so we can go meet with the FCA guys this morning, and we end up staying on the phone talking for an hour, hey. just reflecting on God's goodness and how He's been directing our steps, how He got us to this point, how He's continually opening doors, man, and just. It's crazy how God works, you know, mm. and it's 
it's it's so human of us to try to like quantify and reduce down and yeah. try to figure out all of the things, but like, man, you can't. Yeah. Cause like God is so like vast and so beyond. Sometimes I'm like I'm living in things and I'm like, dang, I still don't know how I got to this point. Right. Or I still don't know what's going on, but in like a good way. It's just, yeah. That's how good he is, man. Mm. So just that that's conversation great. was top tier. Yeah. That's what's up. No, I mean I think one of the powers of journaling is you get to see how God has answered the prayers of your past. I remember at the end of my freshman year reflecting on the things I prayed for at the beginning of my freshman year, you know, a community, uh, brotherhood, purpose, all all these Mm -hmm. things, Mm -hmm. and looking back and saying, wow, look at all these prayers that have been answered, Mm -hmm. right? Because we have amnesia oftentimes for the goodness of God. Right. We were real quick to focus on what's not going right. Mm-hmm. Very quick to forget what did go right. You yeah, know? that's right. That's and right. so that's that's so big. And and so it's important to have those intentional moments, whether it be with yourself of like journaling or mm-hmm. that's what's so awesome about godly community is because when you have a community that is built around a relationship with the Lord, yeah. you know, mm. that's why I tell people, believe it or not, Believer or non-believer, get yourself a, a, a friend who just loves Jesus, you know, because that, that person going to bring you so much life mm. whether or not you're a believer yourself, right? Mm-hmm. One of the biggest compliments I can ever get is, man, I just I have so much joy when I'm around you, DJ. Like, mm-hmm. you're such a kind person, right? And that's yeah. Jesus reflecting out of me because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't want to be kind to y'all people. You <laughs> feel me? <laughs> but Jesus is constantly reminding me like no son I this is who I called you to be Mm -hmm. right and so man when you have that friendship where it's it's two people who love Jesus right just this podcast is a perfect example of that two people who love Jesus man it's some of the most fruitful conversations you have it it leads to most fruitful projects like this Mm -hmm. project Mm -hmm. that we started it's just it's fruitful you know Mm -hmm. and so Man, it's it's so important to have these kind of those kind of conversations. So that's what's up, man. Yes, sir. Well, shoot, man. I, I think for me, um, I had a conversation. Today's Thursday, right? So I think I had this conversation on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But I had this conversation on Wednesday where I talked um, with Bryson and then our college administrator Stuart. I was kind of unpacking mm-hmm. some things. In fact, I'm going to ask you a question about yeah, that yeah, in yeah. a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but just had had a moment of just a lot of discouragement and mm-hmm. and kind of almost the sense of like hopelessness mm. you know um towards just this has been this mission that I've been pursuing um with you know just trying to trying to see see people come to know Jesus and and it feels like no matter what I do how much I invest or or even not even just that, but like I've learned lessons of like you got to take a step back, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm doing that. I'm practicing all that. And so it's kind of almost like this point, like I'm trying to do every, like I'm doing my best to do everything right, whether that is by doing something or even letting God do the work. And so I've been doing, mm. I've been patient. I've been doing all that. So it, why, like I'm, but I'm tired. Like I'm tired of still feeling the same way I'm feeling. I'm tired mm. of waiting for what feels like will never happen. I'm tired of like, mm investing into what seems like an unattainable goal mm-hmm. right and so it's just that was i got a chance it was a refresher because i finally got to get that off my chest because it'd been something i've been writing about and and so sometimes we can we can internalize all these thoughts and it can only lead us down more lies 
mm-hmm. uh, instead of truth. And so that's why it's so important to have a community because when you that's get right. to talk to your brothers about these things, it it um they allow you to see things from an angle that you don't see. Yeah. Right? It allows you to break things down from an angle you you don't initially mm-hmm. view because you're only so stuck on how you see things, you know. Right. So, mm-hmm. but I think that leads really into a, a question that I think I want both of y'all to break down, but specifically Pastor Josiah, uh, because you know we talk kind of off camera, but mm-hmm. I, I think this is this is a, even a bigger thing for you if you're someone like you who is in ministry and, and is responsible mm-hmm. for leading so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to whether they are in positions of leadership or not, but kind of this basically exhaustion with the mm. mission, you know, mm. like you invested in this mission so long. And, and so kind of one thing that one of the thoughts that I remember writing down is like, what do you do when you feel like you've done everything right and things still go wrong? Mm. So I want to <laughs> ask you that question. Well, I mean, I think, I think it's very easy for any of us, myself included, to feel the weight of almost you have to be the end all be all to mm. get people to, from A to B. Right. And it's it's actually not practical. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded of scripture that there's there's some that water. Mm-hmm. There's some that plant, there's some that water, but God always brings the increase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can always we, we can get caught up and be like, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I don't see, I'm not seeing the fruit quick enough. Yeah. I'm getting discouraged. Right. And that's what we really, what we want. Yeah. Right? We want to see the fruit. We want to see, we want to see people live better lives. We yeah. want to see the people that we're encouraging. We want to see the advice we're giving the people around us. Like, yeah. Hey, just take the advice, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, right? It's going to work for yeah. your benefit. It'll work yeah. for your good. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah. And, and even in my experience, I've been in full-time ministry now for 12 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have some people where it falls on good soil. Yeah, it's like the parable Jesus told. He says mm-hmm. he says you scatter seeds. Some's gonna fall on good soil. Yeah, some's gonna fall on rocky ground. Right. Some's gonna get choked up, choked up by the things of the world. Mm. It's going to happen. Yeah. So you almost have to condition yourself, and not in a way that you you shouldn't get numb to it. Mm-hmm. Don't get numb to it. Mm. Keep your heart soft. Right. But you need to condition yourself to where you don't feel every single time somebody trips up or somebody you're invested in, like, man, I I see so much more for them, and mm-hmm. why aren't they getting in? Yeah. I'm so discouraged. I'm so mad about that. Mm-hmm. And you can take it on yourself, and you're not meant to bury that, right. like bear that weight. Yeah, we're not meant to carry that kind of weight. Mm-hmm. We're not built that way. Yeah, and you have to remind yourself is, a, I'm not their savior. Mm. And I can't, I cannot on my own, like I, God is the only one who will bring the increase. So if I, if I, if I want somebody to have a life change, I'm just the one that's, I'm the, I'm the introduction. Right. I'm not, mm. I'm not, you know, like and I'll, I'll be there to help guide. I'll be there to help, but, but you got to want it too. And I yeah. can't do your pushups for you. Mm. <laughs> so okay. I can't, I can't do, I can't do your leadership pushups for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so many times we, especially when you're in leadership positions, you start to be like, no, 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 don't worry, I got this for you. And you mm-hmm. start doing their push-ups for them mm-hmm. instead of being like, let me show you how to do the push-up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help anybody, right. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. 
what ends up happening is you get a lot of people in leaders and I've seen it in ministry. We'll just talk the ministry aspect too. Yeah. Is people get burnt out because right. they're discouraged with the results and what they don't realize is the results aren't as contingent on them them as that they think. Mm, we think we're the end result. Boy. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> yeah. We're not the end result. <laughs> we think and look, I'll go as far to say this. The longer I'm in this, the more I realize how little it has to do with me. Ooh, oh my goodness. And that's a and that's a humbling thought. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz my my again, my job is, okay, let me just give you an analogy. Okay, you go into a nice restaurant. I'm I'm the I'm the guy who's the guy that goes up and grabs the keys. Who's the, uh, what's what's the name of the concierge? No. Concierge. I'm so con, I'm concierge yeah. or I'm the guy who's grabbing your keys and parking mm-hmm. your car. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting you to the table. Valet, that's what it is. That's it, valet. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Concierge. I was like, I think that's the That's a butler, right? That's it. it. Yeah, we're yeah. something like that. I was yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the valet. Right. My job mm. is just to just to remove obstacles out of your way and mm. get you to the table. Mm. And and what you do at the table is what you do at the table. You can yeah. either eat the food or you don't. Right. And and I hope I hope that didn't go over anyone's head, but yeah. but that's I just I, just the visual of that is like yeah. you have a choice, right? You have a choice. Yeah, what you order on the menu, what you do, mm. you have the choice, and I can't make that choice for you, right? Mm. I can get you to the table, yeah, yeah, and get you to the table, right? So you just have to be really careful, especially in you guys. You know, you know, when you're younger too, you can feel the weight of the world on your shoulders mm. to where. There's so much pressure to come through for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be like oh, I failed them, or like, yeah. man, did I did I do enough? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you probably feel that, yeah. like, when you Ooh, see yeah. the people you love and care about, like, man, they're just going through it. Mm-hmm. You feel you take their failure as your failure, mm-hmm. and there is some yeah. there's something sweet about that. But at the same time, though, too, you should never bear that. Mm-hmm. You're not meant to. Right. You're not their savior. So. Um, I just I I would just strongly encourage anybody. I have to encourage myself because it happens all the time. You have people that you see the potential, like it's like a picture image. You're like, mm-hmm. I know exactly who they could be. Yeah. I, I know where they could go. I see their talent and their gifting. I see what God's given them, yeah. and and then you see them throw it away. Mm-hmm. That's the toughest thing in the world in leadership. Yeah. And and but you have to be careful that the enemy doesn't get into your mind, and start planning thoughts of like, no, you throw your calling away. Jeez. Mm-hmm. You throw you throw what what God's called you to do away, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then what happens is it's this cyclical thought pattern to where it's like, well, anytime someone's failing, then I feel like I'm failing. Yeah, and it's not healthy. Right, it's not healthy. Yeah. Um, and and I think you have to guard your mind. Bible says to take captive every thought. Mm-hmm. Why? Because our thoughts are deceiving. Yeah. Our thoughts get the best of us. Mm. You think on a thought long enough, it becomes your narrative. Mm. And then it becomes how you live. <laughs> so <laughs> you, had to, you had to be careful. Yeah. You just had to be careful. Jeez. So um, I hope it didn't bunny trail no, <laughs> too no, much. No, but no, I, no, no, no. I, you dropped drop I get I get passionate about that because I, you know, when I first started, especially in, in leadership positions, I took it on the chin so hard. I took it personal mm. when yeah. people failed. So I was there. Yeah. I was there. I lived it. Yeah. And nowadays, and it's not, it's not that my love for people's different. Yeah. It's not my care. I and mean, if anything, I feel like I care and love people more than I ever have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also guard my heart. Yeah. 
I guard my mind. Mm-hmm. Be like, I'll take you this far. Yeah. But again, like I said, just to reiterate, I can't do the push-ups for you. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. You got to get into the gym. Yeah. Nothing. Not, and and I will encourage you. I'll be. I will. I will be your cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you got this. Yeah. But it's up to you whether or not the seed takes. Mm. Dang. Yeah. He just dropped bar after bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, for real. For real. Like I even I even had a moment of that like this summer with mm. the, the holy steppers. I was debating on if I wanted to do it anymore. Like mm. I almost quit. And it was because I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted. Mm. And I was trying so hard to put more so me, 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 and less of where so, God wanted it to be. Yeah. Come on. And you know, I, I ended up calling Pastor Tyson actually, mm. and I talked to him, and he was like, "You know, you got to meet them where they're at. Yeah. You can't, you can't pull people up where you are. You got to meet them where they are, and then that's mm. how you walk them through things." Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, end up talking to my homie Levi about it. We prayed about it, and we end up switching up the the whole flow of the Holy Steppers, mm. and then it was for the benefit of the ministry, mm. and we had like more fruitful time, and just was able to, I feel like, plant more seeds that way than what we were initially doing. So sometimes like the the feeling of, you know, giving up where that apathy can come, but even God can work in that. Yeah. Because sometimes God has allowed us to get to those points to realize, hey, buddy, you're relying too much on yourself. Let me right. show you what you actually need to be doing. And I brought that up because I want to ask y'all this question. Do you think it's a pride issue? Mm. Because <laughs> the Lord been revealing to me lately, mm. like, yo, Bryson. You got a, you got some prideful things within you that I even didn't even know I had within me. So do y'all yeah. think that this is a pride issue? I think, you know, you talk about this concept of a savior complex. I mean, that's at the end of the day what a savior complex is. It's your your pride. Right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to be a savior, and yep. I think it it it's so sneaky because it doesn't seem. It's not like what you typically associate with a pride complex. Mm-hmm. I mean, with a the savior complex or it is a pride complex but mm-hmm. a savior complex because it's not like a malicious i want to dominate over people yeah. kind of savior mm-hmm. complex it's a i care so much about a, these people and it's my job yep. to save them right mm-hmm. and so it's this really noble pursuit that gets really distorted because mm-hmm. it it I think every believer starts out with, man, I just want people to love Jesus and to know Jesus and to have what Jesus has done in my life done in their life. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Right? Yep. And because of that, they start trying to do what worked for them for other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. They try to say the things that were said to them to other people, mm-hmm. and then they get upset when those things don't work. And then, and I'm not going to say they, I, I get upset (laughs) when those things don't work. And then I get discouraged and I say, maybe this was all not Mm. real Mm. in the first place, right? Because maybe I was just the dummy, right? (laughs) Who they were able to trick me, to gaslight me into this. Mm -hmm. But if this really worked, it would work on them. Mm. But that's not how God works, mm. right? Because yep. it's not about us. It's not about what works for me. It's about works what works for them. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, it's so sneaky because it seems very noble. It seems like it's selfless, right? Yeah. All this selfless sacrifice to get this person into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. But that's 
the fallacy of it all that we can do enough to get somebody into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so I think definitely, yes, it is. It, it's a, it's a pride thing, but I think it's more like an identity thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think when we understand that we are kingdom citizens and not the king, mm -hmm. we we're don't good. adopt. We bring them to the king. Yeah, we don't That's adopt it. that mindset. Exactly. And so when we have that identity understanding, yeah. I think that's really what it is because we can say like this is pride, like we attack it as pride, right? And it, it is pride, mm -hmm. it, but I think it's more helpful to recontextualize it because it at the pride is the root, but the core of it is identity, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we have uh, a kingdom mindset, like you said, we're just bringing them to the king, right? We're not trying to be the king, right, or to rep like we are representatives right yeah. of the kingdom but we're not the king himself we're not right. so like when we have that mindset it allows us to humble ourselves because we recognize man all i am is just a citizen right mm -hmm. I, I can't do anything right mm -hmm. and so man that's that's really what i would i would say it is is that like when we when we understand our identity in christ i think that's a lot easier um to handle that pride issue yeah. and to handle that overarching issue of discouragement or um, the feeling of inadequacy and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. yep. And part of that kingdom mentality, part of that, that daily grind of figuring this out is crucifying the things that you need to crucify, mm -hmm. killing the things in your life that you have to daily put to death. Yeah. Pride could be just one of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, it could be just one of them, but whatever that is, whatever you're dealing with, that is a, it's important to say, okay, God, what's my cross? Mm. Crucify, Paul said, I crucify my flesh daily. I pick up my cross, crucify my flesh. Mm -hmm. There is, there is a, it's tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also though too, it's something where you get to the point where you start to really be able to pinpoint the areas. I say, okay, I'm, I need to be dead to that. Mm. You know, if, if John said, he said, listen, in order for God to increase, I got to decrease. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In order for him to increase in my life, in order for more of him, I have to decrease. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you start looking at the things like, what do I just need to decrease? Mm. Just to pull back on, just to just to maybe, maybe it's something like an area that I'm like, okay, I just need to turn down the noise a little bit mm. because it's controlling my life. The narrative is controlling my life. Those, those, those voices, what, maybe my own in, internal voice, right? Mm -hmm. What I'm telling myself. Right. Turn it down, make myself less. Okay, God, what does your voice say? Right. What are you telling me? Yeah. You know, so. that's good, bro. I think another question, and it, what you when you said it, like it was something I related to so much um, that I just kind of want to ask. Like mm -hmm. you kind of talked about, like one thing that I think really be the biggest discourager is when you give somebody <laughs> advice, right? <laughs> they say, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> look on social media. They're not doing later, it. They're doing the exact opposite of yeah. what you just told them to do, right? And it's like, man, you know, and, and and it's like no shade to them. You're not upset with them per se, and that they just didn't listen to you. It's just like you're discouraged because you're. It's like a deflating feeling because it's like you know, like you know that you know that you know mm -hmm. that if they stop doing this what they're coming to you about, right? Mm. Like that problem would go away. So how do you fight against like that frustration or almost apathy 
um, mm-hmm. that you start to almost gain towards a person whenever it's like, man, I've I poured into you, I've given you this advice a million times. You're still mm-hmm. like not it it doesn't seem like you're heeding any word that I'm saying. It sounds like you're hearing it and then you're just walking away, right? Without actually applying that to your life. How do you keep yourself from almost developing like an apathy towards that or developing like almost a resentment towards that person? Because mm-hmm. that's something that I've definitely dealt with where it's like almost like I don't even want to go talk to this person because I don't like I'm upset that like at the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And like and it becomes upsetness with that person and individually, you know. Well, I mean, there there's a lot of power in praying for people mm. because there's a transformational occurrence that takes place when you pray for those that you care about. Yeah. Mm. So it's really hard for me to resent somebody I'm praying for. Mm. It's really hard for me to cast someone off if I'm praying for them. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard for my heart to get hardened mm. when I'm praying for them. Mm. And I know that's very practical, but there may be people in your life and maybe for those of you that are watching this, that you're in a place where you're like, hey, listen, I've been given the advice. I've been I've been I've been doing everything I can and they're still going the opposite direction. What Mm -hmm. is up? And I I guess maybe I just want to encourage you all that maybe it's not even that you may have to even draw boundaries, be like, hey, okay, you're not taking my advice anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've made it pretty clear. Right. You may have to draw boundaries. Mm. You may have to to protect yourself. Mm. However, you can still pray for them, and that will keep your heart pliable mm. and soft. And 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 God can work through prayer. Yeah. Again, it doesn't mean God. God can use again. We start to think that we're the end all be all. God can use someone else. You mm. may just be the first person mm. in their life to be like, hey, let me just mm-hmm. get one thing in. Yeah. And then someone else could come along and another person like we don't know again the whole back Mm -hmm. to scripture some plants some water god brings the increase i don't bring the increase but prayer is transformational you're dealing with unforgiveness with somebody pray for them Mm -hmm. watch out watch how god works in your life watch Mm -hmm. how you forgive them if you're starting to resent somebody i'm like man i'm not poured my life into them and trust me very easy to do that like yeah. i gave mm-hmm. them everything and look what they did yeah look what they did they just threw it right back like oh yeah i'll take your advice and yeah mm-hmm. i'll do that and then and then they're out just doing the same old same old you can't take it personal right it has to be something where where they have to first off come to themselves yeah. mm-hmm. i always love i love the the story about the prodigal son yeah yeah scripture says he came to himself mm-hmm. no one else did the work for him mm-hmm. He had to come to a point, a low moment, where he came to himself and realized he needed to go back to his father. Yeah. And it wasn't someone necessarily preaching at him. And I'm sure, I'm sure there was there was things that that came to mind. I'm sure there's stuff his dad told him that came to remembrance. I'm sure there were things like that. Mm. But he had to come to himself. Yeah. And there's some people I've just learned in life have to come to themselves. Right. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about yeah. it. Yeah. And and you have to be okay with that, but keep praying for them. Yeah, because mm-hmm. prayer 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 works. But prayer also it's not just about them; it's about changing you. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the transformation in them; it's the transformation in you. So, so I just pray for people, even if there are people that like, hey, they don't want nothing to do with my advice. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep praying for them because yeah. it keeps my heart soft. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I think even setting boundaries is, is an act of love. That's right. Because in Romans 1, God gave the Israelites over to a debased mind. Dude, that's so crazy. Because, yeah. like, they, God told them what to do, and they yeah. were like, no, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. So God was like, you know what? You want what you want? I'm going <laughs> to let you have it. And then when they got what they wanted, they were like, dang, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to where yeah. home is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, sometimes setting that boundary or setting space is an act of love yeah. because God modeled that in Scripture. Right. And, you yeah. know, like, that's how he grafted us in. Yeah. You know, right. you got to go out and experience the hurt and the pain sometimes to come back and realize, dang, I did have a good right. when I was at this place. Yeah. Or, dang, Josiah, DJ, they were they were saying some good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have listened. Right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes mm. pain is the best teacher. Yeah. You right. know, a broken spirit is the greatest sacrifice to God. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, sometimes you just got to be broken yeah. in order to learn, listen, and hear. Yeah. Dude, I, I think that's how I, I, re, I literally I'm reading Romans, so I just read Romans one today, and Come like on, talk to I, you. I literally said I, I didn't write it in my journal, but I literally said that like to myself. I was reading, I was like, mm. that even that was an act of love, yes. right? Because Romans eight twenty eight, I mean Romans one twenty eight says like he gave them over to their a debased mind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Romans eight twenty eight, eight chapters later, exactly mm-hmm. eight chapters later, Maurice. says, and he works all things to the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And yep. so I like mm-hmm. I sent this text message to somebody because it, it's so funny. We were we were dealing with a similar situation of like this poor person we poured into, right? It's been mm. act of love and it feels like I mean, this person, they were talking about, like, I'm I'm going to have a heart posture of listening. I'm not going to try to speak. So mm-hmm. it goes back to, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't even, like, they were trying to do too much, right? They it, it, On paper, they have everything right, mm-hmm. right? They have the heart posture of listening and speaking last. They have the heart posture of showing grace to them. Yeah. And then still the situation didn't pan mm-hmm. out how they wanted it to pan out, mm-hmm. right? And so I sent this person this text message. And it says, I will say, though, I've been learning sometimes true love looks like letting someone make some decisions that will hurt them. Our role isn't always to make the effort to try and save. Sometimes we are just supposed to let them fail, Mm -hmm. but be there to help them back up once life knocks them down. Mm -hmm. And I think like what you said, that that's so powerful, Mm -hmm. like destroying our peace to try and help somebody else is not an act of love. It's not. That's a it's a warded lie, right? A warped lie. Like destroying our peace for another person is not an act of love, mm. right? Because God is the God of peace, right? And so sometimes, like you said, boundaries is the best form of love, right? Because we can, what we can, some like I I remember my mom would talk about this, like with parenthood and and why she would let us make some mistakes, <laughs> right? Is because Sometimes life is going to be your best teacher, right? Yeah. And we can we can bubble wrap people's lives, right? But at the end of the day, at one point, they're going to leave that mm-hmm. bubble wrap, right? Sure. And what you're doing is you're setting them up for failure because you're not allowing them to experience, right, pain. Because I, we talked about this, I think, in last episode. If you don't allow somebody to come, you know, as they are with their broken spirit, you're not building their salvation around Jesus. They're, you're building yourself their salvation around you, mm-hmm. right? Because it's you. It's you protecting them. It's you trying to. It's you sacrificing everything, right? It's you putting yourself on that cross and saying, "I'm dying for you," right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That isn't true love, right? True love is God putting on flesh, living a sinless life, and dying for all of us, and doing something we couldn't do, right? Because 
we are an imperfect sacrifice. So why would we point ourselves to ourselves when we could point ourselves to Jesus? So, mm-hmm. man, that's right. That's like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I had to marinate on that one, man, because it's just been like, like I said, it's been a, it's been a tough lesson. And like, mm-hmm. like I said, when I talked to you, it got so discouraging. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you kind of touched on that. Like I was ready to walk away from my faith. Like, not in a, I'm about to do this, right? Like, literal mm-hmm. sense, but I'm entertaining those thoughts. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's like, man, I, I wrote in my journal. I'm going to pull it up. Let's see if I can pull it up correctly. Shut the up. inner thoughts of Darian Hardy. <laughs> I'm going to write a book. All right. <laughs> but I put, hold on, where is that? Uh, did I commit myself to an unwinnable mission? Man. Mm. That's a hard question. It is. Mm. Like that's how I was feeling, mm-hmm. right? The the young vagabond co-host, right, is wrestling. You know, the Jesus loves you guy, right, is wrestling mm-hmm. with these questions because that's what mm-hmm. that mindset leads to, right? The mm-hmm. savor complex mindset leads to it leads to being so discouraged that it's like, well, I've watched all these people not listen, right? I've watched all these people who I know fall away right is this not doable right and i just have i not realized that yet right <laughs> and so have to like you said be careful and and protect against that because we can let ourselves fall into that mindset of man i can't do this and then start to entertain well did i miss out like am i do i need to stop this maybe i should you know let loose have fun in college right <laughs> and so man no, i just been like I appreciate like what y'all said because it's it's encouraged me. Yep. And I think it's important anytime you talk about the mission, anytime you're a good mission and it's a defined mission, mm-hmm. meaning what is the mission? Yeah. So again, we can get caught up in the narrative of okay, the mission is we have this many converts or we have this many people that we see. No, the mission is <laughs> to be salt and light to the people around us. Do, again, doesn't mean they're all going to receive it. Doesn't mean that everyone's going to change, but that's still the mission. Yeah. Still the mission. And so you need, in order to define, when you define the mission, you are, you are not setting yourself up. Too many people set themselves up to fail mm. because they set a standard to where they're like, hey, listen, yeah, maybe you're not the next Billy Graham mm. <laughs> like, yeah. because that was Billy Graham's mission. Right. Yeah. Maybe God's calling you on your campus or wherever you're at your mission field to just be faithful mm. and faithfulness and consistency. There's fruit. Yeah. You may not always see it, right. but it will happen. There will be fruit. There will be fruit. I, I, I promise you, according to God's word, there will be fruit. Right. Mm-hmm. And all it takes too is, it's so funny how it works, but it could be one person out of 10 people mm-hmm. that that seed just is like, wow, you see the change. And, and then it just reinvigorates you and you're like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. This, is why, this is why I'm encouraging people. This is why I'm in people's lives and not get discouraged by the other nine. You're going to have that. Yeah. You're going to have that. Right. You know, but, uh, but thank God that he gives us grace. Mm-hmm. He gives us grace to to just continue on and to press on. I love scripture, you know, talks about perseverance. 
and talks about endurance that leads to endurance and finally talks about leads to hope and says that hope will not put you to shame. Mm. There's a hope you're going to have. There's a, there's a hope. There's a, there's a buildup. There's, you know, I've been persevering. I've, I've been enduring. I've, you know, I've been striving. I've been pushing in like for what? Mm -hmm. Cause I have hope. God, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And no, his word says, no, it's not going to put you to shame. Yeah. It's not going to put you to shame. Right. You're going to, you're going to see in time. Yeah. You're going to see what God was doing. Mm-hmm. You may not always see right now, but you will see. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff 10, 12, 15 years ago in my life I didn't see. Mm-hmm. But I see now. I see now. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I see what you're doing. I see what you were orchestrating there. You were doing something just as much as me as you were in other people. So that's another thing, too, to, to really perspective. is like, you're the mission. Mm-hmm. So as much as DJs serve in other people, right. well, well DJs also a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Bryson is a, a in process as well. Mm-hmm. Josiah, I'm in process. So as much as we minister to other people, as much as we we are in people's lives, just understand you're part of the mission too. Yeah, that's good. You're the mission field. Mm-hmm. You're part of like what God's doing. Yeah. So, no, that's so real. And what's crazy is this week. I've been noticing this guy. His name is Demos in scripture, right? Oh, man. Come on now. (laughs) We're getting into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So Demos was mentioned with Mark, Luke, all of these big, like, pillars of the faith, right? Mm. But Demos left. Demos left. He Mm. said, this is Paul. He says, for Demos, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Mm. Demos left. Not only was Demos in the church building with all of these people like but he dips mm. you know so he walked alongside paul but even in the midst of that loss paul was like he said but the lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the gentiles might hear it Look at that so even though paul lost somebody who was integral to the mission somebody who was integral to his heart it may have seemed like dang like demos left what's the point mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i'm saying if demos was here with us and he mm-hmm. left for this prison world. Why did, Why should I stay? Why should yeah. I keep going? But Paul comes in and he's like, you know what? But the Lord yeah. stood beside me and still strengthened me to keep going. Mm. And sometimes like it takes us looking back and being like, dang, he might have gone. But like, God, you've brought me this far. Why right. would I quit now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, and it's it's so easy for us to get caught up in that. It's all for nothing mindset. And I mm-hmm. had to catch myself sometimes. You know, I, I think in leadership, it's real easy to get caught up in mm. that. Yeah. Because especially in ministry, you... It's not like you can just measure results. You yeah. can't wake up one morning and be like, oh, yesterday we saved 17 souls. Or, <laughs> you know, today we got 18 by the quota. You know, like, you right. can't you can't do that. That's, ministry is not a numbers thing. It's a it's a heart thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, sometimes it's hard to right. really measure it. But, like, just going back to what Paul said, we got to remember the Lord is still standing beside us. Yeah. You know, even though a demos may leave or somebody may not seem like they're taking fruit. Right. Like, no seed is planted in vain. God's word is not sent out in vain. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think even like some of the key is to not measure it, right? Yeah. Like not let the metric of how many people came to your events or to your church service mm-hmm. or to whatever thing that you're, you know, you, you see your mission as. Mm-hmm. Because I think it goes back to like when we have this kingdom mindset, it's not about the numbers, mm-hmm. you know? Like we... I've talked about this before, like our mission is to communicate, not to convince, right? 
because we can't do the convincing, right? We have to let God change somebody's heart. And it's so funny, I, I, I'll say that and I just won't believe it. But <laughs> uh, uh, like you said, I'm still working pro- progress. But so, sure. I think when we let the numbers become our idol, we get discouraged, right? Yeah. When we let the perceived impact yep. become our idol, we get discouraged. We, if we let the perceived impact be our metric for success, then we get discouraged, right? Because our impact isn't always going to be what we believe it to be. But if our metric becomes obedience, our metric is faithfulness, you know, our metric is hope, then we're always going to be succeeding. Lord, Mm -hmm. there we go. We're always going to be succeeding. (laughs) He got it. He got it out. (laughs) Succeeded. That's it. Um, Because those things aren't dependent on other people. And I think that's one thing that, like, I realized, like, as you were talking, is that, like, when our mission is seeing Bobby saved, right? Mm-hmm. That mm. is out of our control. Like mm-hmm. that can never be in our control. And so if we try and make it be in our control, we'll just find ourselves exhausted, mm-hmm. spent, and discouraged. Mm-hmm. But when our mission is just being obedient, that is something that we can control. Mm-hmm. Right, so you want to say something? Dude, no, nah, it, <laughs> it just hit me, bro. Like we sit here, we talk about it from a human perspective, but even Jesus dealt with this. Mm. Like the rich young ruler. Yeah. Jesus right. told him everything he needed to do, right? What did he do? He walked away. Mm. He had one thing. It says he had one thing. He said, Jesus said, but one thing you lack. Mm-hmm. One thing you lack. He was holding on to one thing. Mm-hmm. You can't always control what that one thing is that people yeah. are holding on to. Mm-hmm. It says he left. He was discouraged. He was He was cast down. Because he wanted, he desired, mm-hmm. desired to follow Jesus. Yeah, she said, "You have one thing, right? One thing you lack. Give up, give up your wealth, mm-hmm. give up your yeah. riches, mm-hmm. because it's got a hold of your heart. Mm-hmm. And unless people are in a place in their life, this is another really important thing to know. Okay. People are in different seasons, mm-hmm. and unless they're in a place where they can fully surrender their heart, mm-hmm. be in a place where they can say, "No, that one thing. What's that one thing? If that one thing has a hold of a, on, of them." It's got a hold of them. And that one thing will keep dragging them back time in and time out. Yeah. And it, it, it'll keep resurfacing until you surrender that one thing. And that's, that's a very key, very key. Mm. But, but Jesus, and again, think about this. This man could have experienced miracles. Yeah. yeah. Could have experienced, could have followed in Jesus's footsteps. Yeah. There was so much more that Jesus did after right. that story after that encounter happened, could have experienced all of that, and one thing held him back from the thing. Mm. One thing held him back from the thing that would save his life. Mm -hmm. And it's our job, again, to introduce people to the thing, but it is their job whether or not they will drop their thing for the thing. Jeez. Jeez. You got to drop it, like yeah, and it's and it's different for everybody. Yeah, you know, oh. it could even be a relationship. Drop mm-hmm. it. Yeah, if, if yeah. it's getting away in the way of the thing, mm-hmm. drop it. Mm. it. It could be an, a hidden addiction. Yeah, if it's getting in the way of the thing, drop it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you fill in the blank, but there, it, there's always something. And I'll say this too: you never get to a place where you, you, um, don't have to drop things. Mm. Yeah. So Every day you got to drop yeah. something. So yeah. get good at dropping it. <laughs> Just drop it. <laughs> You're right. Get good yeah. at dropping stuff because right. it's because right. it is. I can't pick up what God has for me until I drop. I drop what I think I I want. Yeah. Yeah. 
but God wants to give me something I need. Yeah. I can't receive if my hands are full. That's it. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Nah, it's so crazy. We're sitting here talking about like measuring the ministry, right? Like scripture, you know, it, it does this <laughs> thing all the time. Lamentations 3, 25 through 26. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Mm. So like sometimes we're so eager to like see Bill, Bob saved that like we forget mm -hmm. God is like, yo, just wait. Yeah. I waited on you. They waited right. on you. Those people that planted those seeds in your life, they waited on you. Why yeah. can't you wait on me to work in their life? Right. You know what I'm saying? And like it's going back to what y'all had said earlier. Sometimes we forget that like yeah. we're a part of the process. Mm. God may be working on our patience. God may be showing like, hey, look, just just trust me. I got you. I got them. Just stay the course because the, the Lord is good to those who wait on him. Yeah. Waiting seasons are preparation seasons. Mm. Period. Mm -hmm. Every every time you go back to a season where you feel like you're in the dark, mm. just just think about this for a second. It's like it's like an old school photography, old school photo room. It's a it's called um it's called the dark room. Right. Mm -hmm. And you take those photos and you put it under that special light and you're mm. putting it in the water. And, well, that that's the proving ground. Mm. That's when God is doing his best work. He's changing you from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So that way your backstage of life is the same as your front stage of life, what mm. people see. Because that's what God desires from us mm -hmm. is that we would be integrous or people filled with integrity mm. that that who DJ is, who Bryson is, what what people see is the same. They're the same people behind closed doors. Yeah, same people. Mm -hmm. But that's what happens in the dark room. Mm -hmm. That's what happens because God just and He's He's the one. He's doing the work. But man, it's tough. You yeah. gotta keep on putting yourself back in that room. Right. And there are seasons of life. Here's here's what I've learned. And I'll let you guys continue on, but you guys are getting me excited. <laughs> no, you go. Here's what I've learned in life. <laughs> you have two choices. Either you put yourself in that room or God will put you in that room. Mm. And there is there is no there's no substitute for that. So either you willingly say, Okay, God, reveal to me the things in my life mm -hmm. that I need to work on. Just reveal those things to me. And we all know what those things are. But if you're not not sure, if you're not self-aware, then okay. <laughs> okay, God, like what are those things? Yeah. yeah. But if I if I refuse to look for blind spots, mm. if I refuse to to work on myself, God will put me in a place that will force me into that room and it will it will not feel good. Yeah. You know? So I would rather humble myself yeah. under the mighty hand of God and in due time. Right. He'll raise me up mm -hmm. then for God just to have to humble me because mm -hmm. I'm arrogant yeah. and I think I have it together. Dude. So there's two choices in life. Dang. Either I go in the room or he puts me in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens. That's it's. It, I think about as a dad, my kids, it's like you have a choice. Yeah. Either you, either you do the right thing yeah. proactively mm -hmm. or dad has to react yeah. mm -hmm. and like, okay, it's just different. It's yeah. different. So, but you guys get me all excited. <laughs> no, bro. That's get me all amped up. This man is drop. Man, Pastor Joe's high, bro. This is <laughs> man tough, bro. This is cold. But, uh, <laughs> hey, young vagabond family. So, if you're hearing a weird cutoff, no, that's not you. We actually split this episode into two parts. 
So episode two, uh, I mean, part two of What is on Your Altar, episode eight, will be dropping next week. So y'all be in tune for that. Y'all have a blessed one. And thank y'all for recording. Yeah, I need a bag. Como se dice? I make a banger that got it on replay. Why they talking about he say, she say. I'm probably gonna slide in there, yeah, on the freeway. I make a bag and I blow it, no cheesecake. Then I gon' sell everything.